I'm your boy KB, Stay Fresh of the Stay Fresh Lifestyle. And you've tuned in to this week's episode of The Refresh, the number one podcast that's going to motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Are y'all ready? Well, let's go. Well, what's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Refresh Podcast. Man, your boy had to take a break from the podcast. Last week, I took it off. You know what? It got to like Tuesday, Wednesday of the week before, and I was like, man, I haven't shot the podcast yet. I need to set up some time to shut the po- shoot the podcast. And, and I think things just got way busier than I expected, and before I knew it, it was Friday. And I was like, you know what? I'm not shooting no podcast this week. I'm good. I'm going to take a break. And it was really good because I didn't have to play at church that Sunday. And I, I I wasn't really worried about trying to make sure I shot the podcast and got it out. I, it was a break well-deserved. And so what I'm saying from all of that is just, guys, whatever you're doing creatively, uh, if you're working, your children, whatever, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, schoolwork, you got to take a break. Even if you love doing what you're doing, you have to take a break because if you don't, you will get burned out and then you'll be no good for anybody. So I took a break, y'all, and it was very good. Uh, As you guys know, we are talking about making room for God and we're doing a um, Bible study called Make Make Room and and it's on the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, I was going through this devotion. Uh, I keep saying devotional, but devotional slash Bible study about uh, about a year, year and a half ago. And that's where I found this devotional. And I was just like, dang, this is good, because at the time I felt like I needed to make room for God. And so I I went through it and I was doing um, these Bible studies in Aurora and Then COVID happened. So, well, I got sick first and then COVID happened. So needless to say, it got cut off right at the knees. And I was just like, okay, so that sucks. But here we are back at it again. One more time. God brought that thing back around. He was like, listen, now is the time. So I want you guys to share this information, uh, share these Bible studies, tune in for our daily devotionals that I do every day. They come out, I think, at 7 a.m. And of course, you can listen to it whenever, but they're there for you to just pop in, get some, you know, devotion time with God, whether it be on your break, on your drive into work. And I look, I don't even make them more than 10 minutes long. At the most, I think the longest one has been like six minutes. So uh, they're really quick. It's like um, it's like, a, you know, like a, a mini snack, you know of sorts so you know like if you buy oreos and you only buy the little mini ones you know so oreos has (laughs) i don't know why i'm talking about oreos now but (laughs) oreos has the like the mini snacks that you get for like um halloween which comes with like two oreos in it only and then you of course have the mini oreos which comes in a little bag and then you have you know the full-size oreos whatever whatnot what daily devotional is, is like the two-pack Oreo, where it's just like, bow, bow, eat two, and you keep it moving. All right? So 
that's what I just was trying to explain. I don't know how we got onto Oreos. Now I want some Oreos, but I'm fasting right now. And so if you guys remember the last episode of the refresh, we talked about fasting and uh, what it means to fast and how fasting make makes room for God. And so today we're going to pick up at putting God first. I mean, what more is important than putting God first? Well, probably that seems like it would be an easy layup answer. Man, of course we should put God first. But reality is we have so much to do. We as human beings, we put so much on our plates and sometimes it isn't easy to put God first and probably because we make it hard to put God first. But today's devotional is going to tell us, you know, how we should put God first, why we should put God first, and then some steps to do that. So let's go. So we started off by identifying our priorities last uh, episode. Uh, we committed to fasting. Hopefully you did commit to fasting so that you can make room for more of God. The next step in the process of seeing God do immeasurably more through us than we can imagine, we put God first. This is where worship comes in. Now, I'm going to take a pause there. Listen, I don't write the news. I just report it. And so if you go back three episodes to an episode called Worship, What's to It? I had my homie on here come and talk about worship. Now, I had no idea we would be coming full circle back to worship. That's just how God works. When you're obedient and you do things, man, he makes it all work together for the good. So here we are back at worship and we're talking about putting God first. So let's 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 get into it and see what this has to say. So what is worship? Well, first, let's take a moment to acknowledge that worship is more than singing songs. Singing songs is one of the spiritual disciplines that helps us worship God. But that's not all worship is. So what is worship? You're asking. I know. Well, worship is the act of putting God first. Or if we want to take a step back, and if you remember from the last episode, um, we can define worship as the act of putting something first. So something being anything, anything, whether it be sports, NFL, basketball, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, children, job, uh, money, whatever it is other than God, that takes the worship spot. And, and what we're trying to get to is not filling that spot with anything but God. So think about the list of priorities that you created on day one. If you go back, I told you guys to take notes, go back and look at your list of priorities. And if we're honest, there was probably something in that top spot and the thing that you spend the most time, energy and attention on that wasn't God. And I got and I shared with you guys that the first time I had went through that, my first answer was not God. And so um, for most of us, there will be times when uh, the thing we worship is not God. And that's a problem, especially if we're Christians, because what we worship has a profound effects on how we live and how we treat people. So that's such a good statement. Uh, what we worship has a profound effect on how we live and how we treat people. So if, I'm I'm just going to use money because money is one of those things that society says you have to have a lot of. 
Now, we all know we need money, right? We can't function in this world without money. That, that would be ridiculous to think that you could. But you don't have to worship money. You don't have to put every ounce of your being into making and gathering money. Because like this um, devotional just said, what we worship has profound effects on how we live and how we treat people. So if we're living for the love of money or to accumulate wealth and all of this, you're going to start treating people a whole lot different. And I guarantee you guys, any person that is a millionaire, billionaire, multimillionaire, they treat people really bad. And it's because you have to have that mentality. You cannot make millions and billions of dollars being people's friends. And I don't know why people don't share that more often, but it's the truth. Most millionaires and billionaires are super jerks. Now they may do good, right? They may donate to charity and they, but what is the underlying um, personality of this person? I bet if you got in the way of them making money or if it was between money and helping you or whatever, they would always choose money. And we can see the effects on that in some some of those people's relationships with their children, their wives, so many divorces, so many children that are just left without parents because they're always chasing money. Um, so the spiritual discipline of worship is the act of choosing to put God first. It is a discipline because it isn't always easy, but it is always worth it. Why? Because when you put God first, when we choose to worship him, it changes everything. So what does it do? Well, worship does two things. One, worship proves our priorities. When we choose God, we are making the right answer to what we value most, our real answer. And number two, worship unifies us with God and others. When we put God first, we start to see ourselves, others in the world, the way God sees it. When we start to see the way God sees, we start to love the way God loves. Worship doesn't just help us better love God. It also empowers us to better love people. Now, listen, this is the month of love. February is the month of love because you have Valentine's Day. It's also Black History Month. Shout out to all the black history historians and, and figures um, that have come before us and that are in the making. But love, oh, man. It's, it's so much more than just a word, just like worship, as we, we have this connotation that worship is just singing. Love is just more than sex. Love is just more than how you feel about someone. Love is an actual action word. And and I don't want to really dive off into love. Maybe, you know, we have one more episode of this and maybe I can shoot some episodes in about love. I mean, it doesn't only have to be in February, right? We can always learn how to love better. So, um, but, but it empowers worship empowers us to love people better because when, when you really figure out, you know, that God loves you in spite of everything that you've ever done. And if you don't know that, let me tell you that today, God loves you in spite of everything you've ever done, whether it be you smoked weed, you got high, you did cocaine, or you killed somebody. God loves you in spite of all of that. Now, I'm not going to be a fool and say that it didn't hurt God or that 
you didn't mess up and and maybe cause some some uh, distance between your relationship with God. But at the end of the day, God loves you still, no matter what. And so when when we start to worship God and we start to have that same outlook on on you know how He sees things, it's more easy to forgive people. Now, forgiving people and being in relationship with people is two different things. But you will be able to forgive people and move on. And you'll be able to love them from a distance. Maybe it's a family member who stole from you or maybe it's um, somebody who broke your heart. Listen, hey, okay, you stole from me. I don't like the fact that you did that. You broke my heart. You lied to me. Hell, I, I don't like it. But I can love you, though. And I can love you from a distance. I can say, listen, man, I I don't like what you did to me, but I wish you the best. And I love you, man. Just don't come around me no more. You know, you're not welcome to my house or you can't have access to my feelings anymore. Whatever the case may be, when you start to look how Jesus walked through this earth and people hated him, they tried to, you know, they, of course, he was crucified. So, they they wanted to kill him. They made plans to kill him. His friends turned his, their backs on him. And yet he still loved us enough to go through crucifixion. Like he had the option to be like, God, hey, listen, um, I know you sent me down here to do this, but I'm not feeling this because niggas is crazy. And, you know, they trying to kill your boy. They lying on your boy. Uh, I ain't did none of this stuff. And here they are, and, and and instead of saying, like, God, go ahead, send them angels down, man. Get me up off this cross so I can go ahead and smack everybody that smacked me, you know? He was like, no, I'll go through it if this is what this world needs. And if this is my mission, if this was how I was sent here, I'll do it because I love you and I love people. So fasting helps us make room for more of God. Worship is an act of filling that space with more of God by putting him first. If you want to see God do immeasurably more than you ever could do or imagine, you first have to make room and put God first. You have to worship. So before we leave, let's let me leave you with something uh, to challenge yourself with. And so I want you guys to identify one thing you can do for the next two weeks to put God first. Maybe it's only listening to worship music because that will help usher you into worshiping God. Maybe every day you start the morning by reading a Bible plan and praying. Those are some things that I do um, because I'm fasting and um, I, I chose to give up social media. And of course, I'm still kind of changing my diet and fasting. It has been so refreshing to wake up and want to only jump on my Bible plan first. Before it was like, okay, Bible plan, Facebook, Instagram. Well, let me check. Did anybody comment on that post I made? How many likes do I have? Uh, let me see what's going on with Facebook. Who's arguing? Like, those things are such distractions. And you're talking to somebody who runs a business based off of social media, but it has been so refreshing to be away from social media um, and not have those distractions. I mean, I started reading more of my books. I started really spending time um, with God 
Um, now, I can always increase and improve on my prayer life, and that's one thing that I, I'm working on. But just knowing and spending time with him in the word is just so great, guys. Um, uh, and the other suggestion is maybe you go through uh, the tithe by putting him first with your money. Now, if you don't know what tithing is, tithing is putting, you know, your your first 10% of your, you know, whatever you take in and giving that to God. Now, you, you can do this by, you know, tithing to your church that you go to, or you can find a church that you really trust with your tithe and, and that they are showing that they are being responsible with people's tithes. Or you can tithe your time, you can tithe, um, you know, your gifts, whatever it may be. Now, I can't tell you what to tithe. I can only suggest and tell you how I do it. I tithe my money and I tithe my time. Um, but again, this has to be something that you and God work out. And you have to go to him and ask him, Lord, you know, I want to tithe. Maybe you're scared of tithing your money because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to give up my money because I may not have enough. Now, that's a whole separate conversation in itself. That means you don't trust God. But listen, guess what? I was there I and I was and I had been in church my whole life. So I'm not judging anybody that feels that way. Um, that's just something that you and God are going to have to work out. You're going to have to trust God. And and the only way you can trust him is by knowing him and by knowing he loves you and that he doesn't want anything but the best for you. So for the next two weeks, try one of those two things or pray and ask God, you know, what he would have you to do. And and hopefully it will help you put God first. Now, you know, we don't leave out of here without reading any Bible scripture because I don't want you guys to think that I'm just talking from, you know, my own point of view. Now, we're going to reach in the Bible and we're going to find out exactly what God is saying. So turn with me to Hebrews 12 and we're going to read 4 through 11. And if you can't turn, just listen. And this is out of the message version. In this all out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you to say nothing of what Jesus went through, all of that bloodshed. So don't feel sorry for yourselves or have you forgotten how parents treat their children and that God regards you as his children. My dear children, don't shrug off God's discipline but don't be crushed by it either. It is the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in, it isn't punishment. It's training. The normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave a child to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why do we not embrace God's training so we can do, so we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed to be the best to them, for us. But God is doing what is the best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's ongoing and against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely, for it is the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. 
So God, thank you for your discipline. Thank you for your correction. Thank you for um, a time of fasting to grow closer to you. Thank you for allowing us to mess up and and for you to come in and, and just correct us, either whether it be gently or abruptly, Lord, we count it all joy because we know that you love us. And what good would it be for you to just spoil us and give us everything we wanted without correction? We wouldn't know you, we wouldn't love you, and we wouldn't treat you uh, with respect and regard, Lord. So we thank you for this precious life that you've given us. And we ask that you would Help us continue to grow closer to you through fasting, Father. I thank you for those who are participating in fasting and have really genuinely given up something, Lord, for that unction to be closer to you, God. We thank you for this time together today on the Refresh, Lord. Thank you for refreshing me, and we give you all the praise and glory on this day. Amen. Well, guys, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm sitting here smiling so big because um, I'm refreshed, like. I could not tell you how burnt out I was and it was just one week off and I feel great. So take that into consideration for your lives, guys. Refresh yourselves, um, refresh others, and that way you will become refreshed. That's in the Bible. And then also as you're making this time of fasting, guys, please, 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 please know it's not a perfection uh, uh, act, right? It's not an act of perfection, I should say. It's an act of progression. So you don't have to have a perfect fasting record. You could have messed up. You could have, you know, slipped up, whatever. All that matters is that you go back and you say, God, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to keep coming back thirsting and, and hungering after you and for you. And I promise you, God will fill up those places that you are leaving empty from those other things. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I love y'all. It's been the Refresh Baby. Go out and live a refreshed life. It's your boy KB. Stay fresh. We'll see you next week. Peace.